Welcome to the Racisms Podcast. We're your hosts, Jazlyn and Lisa. We decided that this world could use more cross-cultural conversations that seek healing over division, understanding over ignorance, and a better world overall. cultural conversations to make this world a better place bit by bit again i'm lisa co-host of the podcast with jazlyn hello so last time jazlyn interviewed me on my shall we say racial awakening after watching the movie just mercy and before we get to today's topic jazlyn do you mind telling us what you thought of the movie i know this podcast might sound like we are going to just review this movie over and over again but what do you think of the movie that's actually a good idea. Maybe we should ask all our guests, you know, what their thoughts are on Just Mercy as an as a icebreaker. But my thoughts were, um, it was a great movie. I um, unfortunately did not know about the Equal Justice Initiative before I watched the movie. Um, so after I watched the movie, I immediately Googled it and I watched, you know, interviews with Brian Stevenson. I even watched the 60 Minutes episode about the case that was featured in the movie and first of all the casting was impeccable they really got all the all the characters pretty spot on but yeah I thought it was I thought it was a great movie um and a good intro to to the work that they do yeah I agree and if Brian Stevenson if you hear this and you want to meet us we are on Twitter on Facebook by email please reach out so today I will be playing the role of interviewer and Jasmine will be the interviewee. And today's topic is diving deeper into why Jasmine wasn't as enthusiastic about the Racisms podcast when I approached her about it last year. So let's get started with today's topic. Jasmine, thanks for being willing to talk about the topic of why you weren't excited about starting this t- podcast last year. Sure, no problem. So in our first episode, we introduced ourselves in the podcast to everyone, and you mentioned that you previously only had these conversations with close friends and family. So can you tell us why it's easier to talk to them, why it was easier to talk to them about these issues as opposed to other people in your life? Um, I think it boils down to um, trust, um, mutual understanding about the issues. Uh, when I talk to people about these issues, I want to have a, a mutual basis of understanding. Like, I want to know that we're kind of coming from similar pages. I don't want to, you know, get into a topic with someone who I might have to um, basically argue about you know, the humanity of black people. I don't want that to be the starting point. I want there to be a common, you know, understanding, a common um, a consensus around, you know, we both care about black people. Let's start there. And um, also just uh, establish rapport, you know. Growing up with my family, this was a topic that um, we talked about, so... That's easy there. And then with friends, 
Um, I guess with every friend, you have to start somewhere. Um, but once you kind of establish that basis, then you can build on that. And, and then that's where the trust builds up and you're, well, I feel more comfortable um, going to them to talk about these issues. Mm. So you kind of already touched on this, um, why it's harder to have these conversations outside of your close circle. So what makes it easier now? Um, is it easier now in person? Is it easier now through this podcast? What, what do you think has changed? I wouldn't say it's easier. I would say I'm more open to it. Um, especially when I see that there are other people that do care. Uh, like, for example, after we watched Just Mercy in our movie club, we talked about it and people, some of the people were saying, you know, man, I wish, I wish there was a space we could talk more about these issues. And so that led me to see, okay, they care. They want to talk about it. So we, we actually started a separate <laughs> club. We have so many clubs, <laughs> uh, talking about social, social justice issues. So that is that has helped me to expand my circle, I guess, or or to to expand the people I know who who care about these issues. Mm. I mean, it sounds like other people showed you that they could be trusted to talk about this sensitive topic. Do you think you would ever approach someone that you hadn't built that trust yet with? Like, do you want them to take the first step or would you f feel comfortable now taking that first step? Um, I'm a natural observer, so I feel more comfortable, you know, getting to know people, letting them talk. Um, but to speed up the process, I might need to, to take that step. Of, I mean, I'm not gonna come up to a, a random person that I that I don't have any that I don't have any relationship with, you know. And I'm definitely not on social media arguing with people that I don't know. But if there's a person in my life that um, we establish a friendship, I might I might broach the subject. So last year when I approached you about this topic or this podcast the Racisms podcast, your initial reaction was either later or no. I couldn't really tell uh, by the uh, reaction to it. And we had only really known each other maybe a year, maybe even less than. So would you say any of it was due to you didn't know me or you just didn't want to talk about this in general outside of your normal circles? I think it was, yeah, I don't think the trust was there. I wasn't really sure about your intentions, like, you know, what you wanted to get out of this podcast. I didn't know what your angle would be. Like, you you said you wanted to talk about race in America and all the different things, you know, that people go through. Um, and you kind of presented it in my mind, as something that you were excited about, like, you know, ooh, let's talk about race, it's fun. Um, but so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure if, you know, if that would lead to the kind of discussions that, that, um, 
that would be worthwhile for me to have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to, I didn't necessarily want to talk about race in a fun way because not all racial things are fun. You know, I wanted to know that, you know, if there are hard topics, we could go there. So, and that I want, that I wanted to go there with you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't there yet. Mm. So, Jasmine, you make really good points. Um, when I first came to you with the idea, maybe I was a little bit too sunshiny and upbeat with the topic. Uh, and I think, you know, in our intro, you we, we did say that we will touch on some of the lighter topics of race. Uh, but certainly, you know, now... I think we're all kind of primed to talk about deeper issues, not just, you know, the different food we eat or the different media we consume because of our race or our upbringing. So, yeah, I can understand why you were hesitant because it's not you don't want to bear yourself to someone you don't know or bear yourself to someone where you don't know their intentions for sure. What makes this podcast different? I mean, we're not just sitting in our living room. You know, pre-COVID, we would have been sitting in our living room maybe or your living room talking about these issues. What makes this a comfortable situation now over the podcast? You know, obviously we have thousands of listeners now and they're all tuning in. So what makes this a safe space for you to talk about these issues, even though complete strangers are maybe even listening? I mean, honestly, this is kind of a a push for me. Um, this is, you know, not necessarily comfortable, but it's something that I think is worthwhile. Like I said, I, I do talk to friends and family, but I'm not a talkative person in, you know, general settings. Um... If you know me, you might say, what are you talking about? She talks all the time. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, and she started, and you started all these clubs. I started all these clubs. I'm very social with the people I want to be social with. So yes, this is a, this is a, a, you know, a step out of my comfort zone. Um, As much an, an experiment for me to talk about these things openly. Um, And so I hope that these conversations resonate with people and and get them to to step out of their comfort zones and talk with you know associates or friends that maybe they wouldn't normally talk to about these issues and kind of make it kind of normalize these topics so you mentioned before in a previous episode that we can't change what we ignore or think someone else would take care of. Do you have any specific examples you could share? Not specific to me personally right now, but just, you know, thinking about um, local issues, voting. It's important to vote. People, please register to vote. Um, get to know what's going on in your local area your city council or your county you know council um your local police department their policies 
you know, just because things aren't happening in your local area doesn't mean you you shouldn't be proactive and trying to see if there's anything you can you can do in that area. Um, and also in your personal circles, a lot of people say, you know, see something, say something. Well, if you hear something that a friend or family has said that's, you know, off and something, you know, is, you know, derogatory to a group of people or just not right, you should probably speak up. Um, don't assume, well, they'll figure it out. I don't want to, I don't want to raise any, any fuss. Um, because you are maybe someone they trust, it could have more of an impact from you. So, um, those are some examples where, you know, everyone can do something. I know that before I was afraid to like reach out to like city councilman or like my representative, like, you know, it kind of scared me to have to like call someone and like talk to a human being. But like, I know after many conversations with you, Jaslyn and others, like my fears about that process have been kind of demystified. Like you're not going to actually talk to the congressman or the senator. You're going to talk to one of their aides and you know, your voice really matters because they tally um, when people call in about certain issues. And, you know, if they want to be reelected, then they're going to vote um, the way that their constituents are, are, are wanting them to vote. And if you don't call in to say, this is how I feel about a certain topic, then they won't ever know. And then things will never change. So, uh, you know, you've really challenged me to like use my voice, use my vote to make it count and not think that, like you said, you know, like, oh yeah, someone's going to fix it because um, no one knows what needs to be fixed if no one like speaks up about it. So I really appreciate you challenging me there just like I'm challenging you with the podcast. So I can, I guess we're even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how do you feel, and you might have already answered this, but maybe you could Tell us a little more. How do you feel like this podcast fits in with kind of the whole conversation? Because there's there's other podcasts out there that cover the news or cover really specific topics. So how do you think this fits in with that whole picture? I think the angle we have going with this podcast is like just two kind of regular people talking. <laughs> um about these issues like you know we're not journalists we're not experts in you know history or policy or anything like that but we we do want to talk about these things things that affect us and our loved ones and you know our community so um i think that's important for listener listeners to here, just, you know, regular people talking. Um, and I think we should normalize these type of conversations. Um, I know, Lisa, you said in a previous episode that, you know, it's not natural for you to discuss or bring up these issues with your friends um, and family, but maybe there's a way we can make it more normal, like um, like when 9-11 happened, 
or when the Sandy Hook shooting happened? I mean, you know, did you did you not want to bring it up with your family? You know, it's a it's something that affected our country. Of course, you want to talk about these these events and these things that affect our country. So, you know, why is it difficult to talk about police brutality and systemic racism? You know, I mean, you don't have to, you know, become that person where every time they you come around, they're like, oh, God. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 to me, these types of conversations sh- should come up, you know, and I think this podcast could help um, normalize these topics in our daily conversations. Can I share a little story here? Sure. So after we released our first podcast, like people, they didn't come out of the woodwork per se, but, you know, they left messages on Facebook, over text, you know, um, via email, just saying how much they enjoyed it. And it almost opened up a door for people to talk about race, but not talk about it, if you know what I mean. Like we could talk about this podcast as if it was like this separate thing apart from us. And I know that's not ideal. Like we want to bring it to our own, like we want to bring it home to our own personal lives. But for for me, it's opened up a lot of doors for for other people. Maybe they had thought that I didn't want to talk about it, you know? So it was almost like me telling everyone, hey, I'm ready to talk. And then everyone was able to talk. And it was kind of refreshing. And then we almost like a like an icebreaker like you said you know an icebreaker of yeah hey i'm here and we can talk about these things and it's not awkward it was just all in my mind right yeah that's good see you just need an icebreaker i just need you to plant the seed that's what that's what you do you you now hold the bag of seeds you can now go do the planting thank you So, Jaslyn, is there anything that you could possibly lose by doing this podcast? Um, I say that because for an Asian American talking about race, personally, I don't feel like I have a lot to lose here because uh, I'm not. Uh, our, our people haven't had the same history with white America as as maybe you have personally experienced or your loved ones. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, is there anything that you're going to gain or lose or any fears that you have about doing this publicly? Um, I think in terms of a professional setting, I try to be neutral. I try to be... And you mean at... Sorry, you mean at work, not like... Uh, yeah. Right, okay. I try to be uh, neutral. I try to be um, quote-unquote apolitical. I, you know, I don't, I don't discuss current events. 
with coworkers. I don't discuss my personal life with coworkers. Um, and maybe that's because I, you know, I just want people to see me for my work. I don't want anything to color their um, interactions with me. Um, so I'm not saying by doing this podcast, I'm going to automatically start talking to my coworkers about these issues. Although the environment that we're working in now, um, with the support of leadership makes it easier. They're very open to it. Um, but in terms of losing anything, I guess I would lose my privacy. I think that's something I value. You know, I I want people to know what I want them to know. Yeah. So do you think that's the same answer you would have given me a year ago? Probably. Um, yeah, I'm a pretty private person. So, yeah, for me, I think that's one of the big things like opening yourself up and talking about issues that most people aren't privy to until right now right exactly so why now i mean you you had you talked about your privacy issues your comfort your trust so like what's really changed um, well, right after George Floyd was killed and the protests started happening, um, and because we're in a pandemic and, you know, I'm paranoid by going outside, I felt, I just felt really isolated in my despair at the state of America yet again, um, and at work, you know, nobody was mentioning it. Now, I just said that I don't <laughs> talk about these things, but for some reason it really bothered me and it really kind of weighed on me that this was not a topic of discussion at all. Like it didn't seem like people were going about their Zoom meetings and their, you know, their daily work life without a care in the world. To me, it seemed, of course, you know, I don't know what goes on in people's homes, but um, I didn't know anybody at work that cared and who I could talk to. And so I'm on another chat <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a couple of other ladies. And um, that morning, one of the ladies logged on and she's, you know, she had her hand in her, hand in her head and she was like, I just can't take it anymore. And I was like, oh, God, what's wrong? And she's like... <laughs> racism police brutality I just can't take it and I was like oh my god you care <laughs> this is great and she's like you know and her her saying was you know I will not be silenced and you know that kind of resonated with me resonated with me like am I silenced I, you know of my own doing perhaps of wanting to be kind of a 
blank slate, a neutral slate at work, and am I silencing myself? So, you know, her her outbursts kind of opened me up like, yeah, you know, I don't want to be silent either. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then once you, you know, we watched the movie Just Mercy, and then you loved on crying like a baby. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, does Lisa care, too? Um, Because I couldn't tell, honestly. You know, we have other clubs that we're in, and we would log on, and everything would be just going along as if nothing in the world was happening. So, you know, when you you showed that you cared, it's like, okay, this is interesting, you know? You know, I don't want to be silenced of my own doing, and so, yeah, when the, the podcast, you know, it was time to do our podcast. I was like, let's do this. Let's do it now. While I have the, the courage to do it. Jasmine, thank you for kind of digging deep and and getting to it. I yeah, I think seeing that other people care really is was that like the big impetus for it. Like, wow, if these people who like I work with care, then maybe there's other people in the world who care and needs and need like a friend to talk to or friends to listen to. Um, which which is what I see this podcast as as well is just you know. Normal people talking about their feelings and their thoughts and other pe- other people hopefully weighing in and not being afraid to say what's on their mind. And, you know, I think before the movie, which I talked about um, in, pre- in the last episode was, you know, like I didn't care, like in my, like I wasn't like emotionally connected. I wasn't emotionally invested what was going on. And so, yeah, on the outside of business as usual, but after that kind of awakening, I, I felt like I didn't know how to, to ask you, you know, and, and that's not, that sounds so stupid right now. Like you can't ask a friend how they're doing. Um, and so, yeah, I think your, I think your, your perception was correct. And I hope that people can show that they care now. Um, and it's not so weird because we show people we care all the time. So why can't we do it about race and police brutality? So Jaslyn, you mentioned that in a professional setting, in a work setting, you felt you had to be private um, was it due to the, the race of the people around you or was it due to just that they were people and you wanted to be private from them? 
Um, I think it's, yeah, it's working in a mostly white, you know, workspace. I want to choose who I want to, um, be more myself with, um, as a black woman, you know, I, I guess I try to preemptively avoid, (laughs) um, any interactions that would, you know, where I could, there could be some microaggressions, there could be some, you know, uncomfortable statement made where then I'd have to be like, oh, do I have to say something to this person um, or just let it go? So I just try to keep things, you know, on the business level, on the, you know, small talk level. Um, but I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do. I remember there was this one guy I used to work with, and every time he would greet me, he would say, what's up? Hey, what's up? And I'd be like, <laughs> hello, good morning. <laughs> but he would continue to do it. So it's like, there's only so much you can do. I guess I was trying to protect myself and, you know, find the people I could greet with what's up, you know, mm. I say what's up, but mm. you know, I don't know you. I don't want you to greet me like that when you greet everyone else with a good morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, this person was white. <laughs> <laughs> of course they were. <laughs> if it was a black coworker, we're probably friends though. <laughs> Cause I, I rarely have black coworkers. Mm-hmm. Must hang on. <laughs> So, yeah, I just don't want to be treated differently, basically. But, you know, you can't help that. <laughs> you know, people are going to do what they're going to do, in particular white people. Do you feel like you're leaving a part of yourself at home, a part that you want to bring to work, Jasmine? Are you okay with the person you bring to work? I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh I I find my people <laughs> and you know I form groups, I form clubs and I can I can do me with those people. Um I you know I applaud those. I'm an introvert. You know, I applaud those people that that can you know be themselves all the time. Um around it doesn't matter who um but that's just not me you know and I don't have a desire to do that but I you know I'm grateful for the people that I can be myself around Hmm. though I have asked you before you can give the same you can give the same answer like I don't really know you right because you said there are still lots of sides facets facets I'm a diamond <laughs> yes, you are. You shine brightly. Shine bright like a diamond. Wait, that is that copyrighted? We might not be able to use that. No, yes, we can. <laughs> as long as I don't do it in the tune. Gotcha. <laughs> well, my question is, you know, I think as a as a as a friend of yours, uh, you know, you want to feel like you know this friend better than other people know you. So. 
do you think that's true of our friendship or do you think that there's I, I gotta earn it I still gotta earn it I mean I'm a diamond but you know also I have layers like a parfait you know like donkey said for Shrek <laughs> an onion he said onion not donkey. parfait no, Shrek said he's an onion, but Donkey wanted oh. to be parfait because, you know, he wants to be an onion. Oh, man. Sorry. I, I do like a good parfait. I apologize. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, just like with you, Lisa, I didn't know for a year that you had dogs. Okay. <laughs> I did wow. not know. You did not advertise. All of a sudden, you send me a holiday card with some dogs on it. I was like, when did you get dogs? It's like, oh, I've had these for years. <laughs> So, you know, you discover things and, you know, you don't want to know somebody all the way up front. That's the, that's the fun part. <laughs> so I didn't tell you I had dogs and you don't talk and we couldn't talk about race. That's the same thing. <laughs> Basically. I mean, if you hold that, you claim to love your dogs, but you don't talk about them. Like, what does that say about you and your, your, your ability to have a conversation about race, really? No, I mean, it's true. Think about it. Right? No, and last, no. Hey, you're, you're right. Last year, I wouldn't have talked about race the same way that I would want to talk about it now. And to add on to that, you know, you mentioned earlier that you want to make sure you and the person you're talking to are on the same page, that you don't have to explain yourself or educate them. Is that also feeds into it? Like it just it takes too much effort and might cause undue discrimination or perception changes that like you don't need you don't need that in your life yeah I mean like a, a lot of people I've talked to is like you know we don't have the time there's google and there's the library wow the library imagine that you can learn so much at the library and documentaries are also a great resource. So, yeah, if if we don't have a a common basis, you know, I know some people will go into it. And, again, it depends because, you know, there are some people who I am okay with explaining. Maybe they're, you know, they grew up in a different place. They don't have the common knowledge. That's understandable. But if you grew up in the United States <laughs> and you tell me, oh, what? I've never heard of the Mason-Dixon line, then that's where the conversation ends. <laughs> I'm not going to go any further. Um, I'm going to need you to re-up on your, on your history. Do you think that listeners need to have that kind of background to enjoy this podcast? Absolutely not. But I think that if they're curious, if this podcast makes them curious or, you know, realize that, oh, maybe I don't know a lot. Maybe I should go back and read. Then I think that's one of the goals. You know, we want more people to be engaged in these issues and to be engaged. You know, some people feel better to have you know some knowledge so if this podcast results in someone reading a book or you know googling something and, and getting a better understanding that's great mm -hmm. 
Or watching Just Mercy. Don't stop at Just Mercy. It's a great movie, but please <laughs> I know. continue. I know. I know. Continue, continue, continue. And we'll get into that in another episode. How um, you might have heard people say, you know, you need to educate yourself. And I think we all, you know, no matter what level of knowledge we have on these issues, need education. And, you know, that, that never stops. So, you know, whatever level you're at, you can start now and just continue. Totally agree. Uh, Never stop learning, never stop reading, never stop paying attention to what's going on in the world. And uh, especially locally, you know, where we can have the biggest change. opening about your experiences we talked a lot about things like you know building up trust being able to find the the right people to have these conversations with and that this podcast is going to challenge you going to challenge me too Um, so I'm really looking forward to to that journey together uh, Jasmine, do you have any final thoughts from our discussion? Oh, I thought it was a good discussion. I hope I answered your question, Lisa. Yes, you did. All right. So for today's Better World Nugget, this conversation made me realize that this podcast, while it's like really enjoyable to make, um, I think it's going to allow us to talk about things that maybe we normally wouldn't, like you said, have time to talk about. And that's really, that's really interesting for me. And hopefully people can find the time to, you know, keep listening and also keep having those conversations too. Jasmine, do you have a better world nugget? Yes. I think my better world nugget is that you never know who... Um, who might care about things that you care about. Um, so it never hurts to, you know, ha- ask probing questions, you know, kind of poke at them and see, see what their response is because you might find someone um, to open up with and to, to partner with. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Racism Podcast. Before you go... Be sure to like or subscribe wherever you're listening to stay up to date on new episodes. Let us know, are you having the same conversations about race, but with different people? Are you having conversations about race with 
the same people or different conversations, let us know what do you think has changed in your life. Yes, please do. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Racisms Podcast, and on our blog, racismspodcast.wordpress.com. Remember, that's racisms, spelled R-A-C-E-I-S-M-S. Peace, everyone. Be safe. Music for this episode was created by Jasmine Dukes and Kyle Carson. This episode was produced and edited by Kyle Carson.